Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Now, today we would normally be doing Wonderful Women Wednesday, but since we're less than a week away from election, I decided to make this Wednesday entitled We Want Wellness Wednesday. Because we can't forget about the coronavirus. It seems like everybody's trying to act like it's not uh, getting worse. We're hearing things like, oh, it's almost over. We got a cure and all this from our current commander in chief. And so what I wanted to do, I'm sure everybody heard about the crazy 60 minute interview where he kind of whined and walked off the interview when she started talking about the COVID virus. And I want you guys, for those, a lot of people don't read uh, the papers or they don't even watch 60 Minutes. So they just get bits and pieces. And of course, you can go to YouTube and find this interview. But Leslie Stahl, bravo to her because I'm going to tell you something. She was giving him the business with the questions. And they weren't unfair questions. They were questions everybody should be asking, especially regarding the virus and the vaccine. So I want to play the interview that she did before he walked off the set. And then he had the nerve to have Caitlin or whatever her name is, uh, one of his advisors or the, the press secretary. She walks out with this like 10 inch binder of the health care plan he proposes if he's reelected. Now, the thing is, like she said, Leslie Stahl said in the interview, it was executive orders and papers and things that really didn't have no substance. And the thing is, he had four years to come up with a replacement for Obamacare. But right now with COVID and him saying that he really doesn't care that much because we need to move forward, that's not responsible. So I wanted to do this so you guys could think one more time for those who have not voted and haven't decided. Think about your health. Because after I play this, I'm going to play just a snippet of one of the audios that he did with the writer of Rage, uh, the legendary Bob Woodward. And he made it clear in January he knew about this virus. He knew it was bad. But he really didn't care. Yet at the rallies, he's telling everybody, look at me. I had it. And we know good and darn well, we are not going to get the same type of treatment. And these rallies are just just all over the place. And the thing is, you know, after you hear these, let's talk about as of today, Wednesday, October 28th, 2020, right before the election, what the death toll is, what the number of uh, cases are and how they're just rising daily. So we'll get back on that. But I wanted to start it off. We're going to change it to We Want Wellness Wednesday. And then next week, we'll come back to the Wonderful Women Wednesday. But wellness is right now, number one. We need to get out and vote, 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 because we need change. And if they get their way, the Senate's already in court. I mean, everybody's in court trying to get rid of the health care plan. And we need it right now. And if you don't have no job, at least you need health care. And they're saying that these hospitals are getting so full with Corona that regular situations that come up are not getting the attention, such as other things, heart attacks, accidents. You know, you just don't know what you may need to go to the hospital for outside of COVID. But right now, the coronavirus is just dominating everything. So, guys, I want you to listen to what he said, uh, what he said with Leslie Stahl and how he kind of ran out. And then I want you to listen to what he said months ago, and he knew about the virus, and it could have been prevented, at least as bad as it is. We could have been told mandatory mask wearing right now. We'd be over it. 
You know, a lot of us, like I know me, I was so planning our class reunion for next year on a cruise ship. So I had to cancel that right away. And at first I waited for months because I said, well, there's no way America would be without a cure for the virus by 2021. Little did I realize when it was being called fake news that that's not true. So we had to cancel our reunion plans for next year and a lot of weddings and I mean, just, well, look at the graduations. That in itself is just devastating for our young people. And so that's a turnoff for them wanting to vote. So just remember, if you haven't voted yet, when you go to that poll, who do you really want to take care of uh, the situation with the coronavirus? And especially when you're hearing a person like Leslie Stahl, who's been in the industry for years, just being honest, she didn't sound biased. You know, she was just being honest of what people are asking and want to know. And he got very upset, especially when the virus came up. And so, like I said, listen to what he says and then listen to what he said secretly, even though he knew it was being recorded. So that was kind of weird. What about Woodwork when he knew in January about the virus? So just pay attention and think about all this when you go out and vote. But please vote, vote, vote. Tonight in what has become an election year tradition for 60 Minutes. Conversations with the major party candidates for president and vice president of the United States. Later, Nora O'Donnell interviews former Vice President Joe Biden and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris. But we begin with President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. I spoke with the president on Tuesday in the Roosevelt Room at the White House. The story will continue in a moment. We had prepared to talk about the many issues and questions facing the president. But in what has become an all-too-public dust-up, the conversation was cut short. It began politely, but ended, regrettably, contentiously. Are you ready for some tough questions? You're going to be fair. Are you I'm going to be fair. Just be fair. But you're okay with some tough questions? No, no. I'm okay with tough questions. I want to be fair. You you don't ask Biden tough questions. Okay. Are you ready? Everybody ready? So we have the pandemic. On your watch, we've had racial strife. We've had looting. Why do you want this job? Why do you want to be president again? Because we've done a great job and it's not finished yet. And when I finish, this country will be in a position like it hasn't been maybe ever. Uh, The economy is already roaring back. And uh, other people aren't going to bring it back. Certainly the person that we're dealing with is not going to bring it back. They're going to raise taxes. Let me ask you what you think your uh, the biggest domestic priority is for you right now. Uh, well, or ultimately, let, let me, and I, I'll tell you, it was happening. We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. And the other side... You, know, that, you know that's not true. It is totally true. No, it isn't. But President Trump did have an impressive string of economic accomplishments. We had the best stock market price ever, and we're getting close to that price again. The unemployment numbers for African Americans, for Asian Americans, for Hispanic Americans, virtually every number was the best. And what was happening is things were coming well, together. But I asked you, what's the priority? I mean, those are all the good things. The what do you have to solve? is to get back to normal, get back to where we were, have the economy range and be great with jobs and everybody be happy and that's where we're going and that's where we're heading and who is our biggest foreign adversary i would say china they're an adversary they're a competitor they're a foe in many ways but they're an adversary Uh, i think what happened was disgraceful should never have happened should they should never have allowed 
this plague to get out of China and go throughout the world, 188 countries, should never have happened. Four years ago, you were behind in the polls, as you are now, and you pulled it out. This time, you have kind of a double migraine. You have unemployment claims going up. You have COVID cases going up. I mean, it's like the gods have suddenly decided decided to conspire against you. I don't you. think so. No, no. I think well, they job with COVID. Sir, excuse me. Cases are up in about 40 okay. states. You know why cases are up also? Because we do more testing. The fake news media loves to say cases are up. The fact is we've done a very, very good job. Cases are up? We have done. That's right, because we're doing so much testing. There is increased testing. But according to the COVID tracking project, that doesn't account for all of the rise in new cases sweeping the country or the 40% increase in hospitalizations in the past month. When you're out there saying we've turned the corner, this thing is disappearing, That's and right. people can see people can see cases going up all over the in the Midwest, in the Mountain West, record numbers of cases in some corner. states. We understand the disease. We understand the elderly, and we are taking care of them like nobody's ever taken care of them. So we are taking care of our people. Okay, let me let me ask you something about suburban women. Yeah. Suburban women, would you please like me? Please. Please. I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? You said the other day to suburban women, will you please like me, please, please? Oh, I didn't say that. You know, that's so misleading the way... I say jokingly, suburban women, you should love me because I'm giving you security and I got rid of the worst regulations. See, the way you said that yeah. is why people think of you and everyone else as fake news. I said kiddingly, suburban women, you should love me. I got rid of a regulation you said, that would bring well, low-income housing into suburbia that is destroying, that would destroy suburbia. And I said that in a joking way. The way you have it, it's like, oh, like I'm begging. I, I'm kidding. Play it. And I'm kidding. That is such a misleading question, Leslie. But you're behind with suburban women in the polls. I doubt it. I doubt it. I really doubt it. One of the reasons is that they don't feel you're being upfront about the pandemic. Are you we're deliberately downplaying it? We're doing it? well. We're doing well. We understand the disease. We've done a good job. We've done maybe a great job. What we haven't done a good job on is convincing people like you because you're really quite impossible to convince, but that's okay. And the economy now is coming back, and it's coming back very strongly. And people see that, Leslie. There are more unemployment claims, and the economy has kind of... Leslie, we just picked bit. up 11.4 million jobs. It's the largest number in the history of our country. It is true that of the 22 million jobs lost since February, 11.4 million have been restored. Yet, unemployment claims are running at historically high levels. But the yes. president sees the economy as his strongest yes. suit. Gallup did a poll. 56% of the people said that they're better off now during a pandemic than they were during Obama and Biden. 56%. It was a record number. Can we go back for one second to the pandemic? Because um, you called... Dr. Fauci and other health officials, idiots. Where did I call them an idiot? You called them idiots. I wonder if you he's think... Been wrong a lot. I like them, <laughs> but he's I, wrong. I wonder if you think that masks don't work. I feel masks possibly work. 
but certainly you want to stay away a certain distance, socially distance, etc. I would say a mask works, and I have nothing against masks, and I tell people to wear masks. Well, no tell problem. me then about these rallies you've been having. A lot of people are wearing people, masks. A lot of people aren't. I'm, I'm watching all these people jammed in together, and I'm seeing most of them without masks. And I'm wondering the message that you're sending with these pictures coming up. Take a look. Yesterday, we were in Arizona, record-setting rallies, numbers of people like nobody's seen before. We used to have bigger rallies. No, these are much bigger than I ever. Okay, I don't want to pick her up. Tell me about so the negative. You're so negative. These are the biggest rallies we've ever had. You just come in here with that negative attitude. These are the biggest rallies we've ever had. But I can't believe after what happened in the Rose Garden here, after the announcement, with all the people getting sick, that you are not being more strongly encouraging about wearing masks at your rallies. I people But you don't. Leslie, we hand out thousands of masks but you look out and they're not wearing them you don't get up there and say look you know come on i don't want you to get sick we're outside rallies are bigger than they've ever been there's more enthusiasm than we've ever had there has never been anything like what you're witnessing now and you'll see that soon um okay i'll ask you another health question okay um you promised that there was going to be a new health package Healthcare plan. Yeah. Um, you said that it was going to be great. You said it's ready. It's going to be it ready. Be. It'll be here in two weeks. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. And of course, we haven't seen it. So why didn't you develop a health plan? It is developed. It is fully developed. It's going to be announced very when? soon when we see what happens with Obamacare. If the Supreme Court ends this Obamacare. Um, well, we'll have to see what happens. I think, I, I hope that they end it. It would be so good if they and end it. And if they end it, people with pre-existing conditions will be stranded. And that's just a fact. It's wrong. It's no. wrong. A new plan will happen. But will. And we won't do anything will and is. We won't do anything and no plan unless we have pre-existing conditions covered. With little more than a week till the election, the president has been barnstorming the swing states where the polls are tight, including Florida, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and here in Michigan. Can you um, characterize uh, your supporters? Yeah, I think I can. People that love our country more than anything else, and they like to see our country thrive. But do you think that when you hold rallies and encourage people to say, lock her up the way you... I don't encourage them. They say it. And you Hillary enjoy Clinton. it. You don't, don't say don't do Hillary that. Clinton deleted. She deleted 33,000 emails after she got a subpoena from the United States Congress. But why is this still an issue? Why do people, they're issue. not going to vote to on that. An issue. She ran last time. Excuse me. When they say lock up, it's not me. They say it starts. It, you it encourage it. I don't encourage yes, it. Yes. No. If I mention her name about something, they go crazy. Well, what about the governor of Michigan? Governor Gretchen Whitmer was the target of a kidnapping plot by an armed militia group. It was our Justice Department that is the one that's helping her. Yes. My Justice Department, if you call it that. Yeah, it was yeah. our Justice Department that's helping her. And, you know, people aren't so, they're not liking her so much because she's got everybody locked down. You got to get your governor to open up your state, okay? <laughs> Lock 
you are very powerful. And the people who love you, love you with passion. And if you go after somebody the way you've been going after her, they take it to heart and they, then there are plots and threats and the same with Dr. You did? I've helped her. It was our justice department. You you criticized her. Oh, I do criticize her, yeah. Well, that's I think the way she rocked down Michigan is a disgrace. But the way you... she closed churches in Michigan is a disgrace. I, yeah, I think it's disgraceful what she's done. I do. I want to lock and her up. By the way, that's other. Of course, I don't want to lock her up. Why would I lock her because up? Because you were in front of a rally of people saying it, encouraging it. Leslie, it's such a vicious thing you just said. I never said lock up the governor of Michigan. I would never say that. Do you take any responsibility? for the country being divided against itself. Do you feel that? Like not to, but you know, perhaps everybody has to take a little responsibility for it. But when people put out phony witch hunts, you know, when they spy on your campaign, you have to fight back. And if you don't fight back, you're not sitting here very long. You go back home, you go back home to mommy. The president's accusations against the Biden family, the abrupt end of our conversation and Vice President Mike Pence's assessment of what happened when we returned. As we moved from subject to subject, our conversation grew more tense. President Trump brought up what he calls the unfairness of the fake media, most prominently a lack of coverage of his unproven and unverified charges that former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter have received millions of dollars in corrupt payments from a Russian oligarch and a Chinese billionaire. The story will continue in a moment. Interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. You know what? You the, like this, the, I thought. I thought you liked it. I don't mind it. But when I watch him walk out of a store and he's walking with an ice cream, and the question the media asks him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking. He's of course not. he is, no. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign. There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they can got I, Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't they verify. They won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on say, things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. And you're out so there. So why don't you get back to your interview and let's go. Do you think that your tweets and your name calling are turning people off no i think i wouldn't be here if i didn't have social media but you the media is fake and frankly if i didn't have social media i'd have no way of getting out my voice do you know what you told me a long time ago when i asked why you keep saying fake yeah. media yeah you said to me i say that because i need to dis uh, discredit you so that when you say negative things about me, no one will believe you. I don't you. have to discredit you. But that's what you told me. You've discredited yourself. You know, I didn't want to have this kind of anger. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that Well, I said I'm going to ask you tough up. questions. They were inappropriately but, brought up right from the beginning. Now, your first question was, this is going to be tough questions. Why? You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe, the interview with I Joe I never Biden. did a Joe it Biden interview. 
the interview, 60 Minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard. Okay, but forget him for a minute. No, but you your president, with me. your president. And Excuse me, Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was, are you ready for tough questions? Are you? That's no way to talk. There's no way to talk. Leslie, one, one second. We're... At this point, one of our producers interrupted to advise about the time remaining in the interview. I think we have enough of an interview here, Hope. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go meet for two seconds, okay? Thanks. I'll see you later. Well, thanks. Be careful. We were scheduled to take a walk with the president around the White House grounds. I've got a lot of questions I didn't ask. While we waited to see if the president was coming back, Which? his press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, came in with a hand delivery. Leslie, the president wanted me to deliver his health care plan. It's a little heavy. <laughs> oh, my God. This is his health care plan. Yes. Okay, Kaylee, thank you. You're welcome, and uh, the vice president will be with you shortly. Okay. And the president's not coming back? Uh, the president's giving me a, a lot of time. It was heavy, filled with executive orders, congressional I initiatives, but no comprehensive health plan. Hello. Hey, Mr. Vice President. While our interview with the president did not go forward, the one scheduled with the vice president did. So what just happened with the president? Leslie, uh, President Trump is a man who speaks his mind. I think it's one of the great strengths that he's had. But he As president out. of the United States, is that the American people always know where they stand. I'll buy and that. he's always ready. And the American people know that in this time, it's, it's, it's less about the back and forth with the media. And it's, it's really more about how we bring this country all the way back. We then asked the vice president to put on his hat as the head of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Dr. Fauci. Uh, you know, the president said that he's a disaster and he and the uh, other public health officials around him are idiots. Do you uh, care to comment on that? The scientists who have worked around the White House Coronavirus Task Force, who will meet again today here at the White House, uh, have provided a great public service. They so brought the idiots. perspective of scientists all along the way. And I have, a, I have a strong relationship with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. But remember, the president of the United States has to consider the whole of America. The president's been balancing the broad interests of the country uh, and the health of the American people. And we'll continue to do that every day. So let's say there's a mother out there, let's say in a hot spot in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and she's wondering whether she should send her children to school. Now, what's your advice? Leslie, we got to get our kids back in school. And I would say to that mother or any mother that we're going to continue to work our hearts out to make sure that those schools have the testing, have the PPE, have the supplies they need to get our kids back where they belong, safe and sound in the classroom. So are you saying she should send the kids back? Should the kids wear masks? I think they should adhere to whatever criteria the school administrators and local health officials determine to be appropriate. But really, again, I want to say the American Academy of Pediatricians made it clear early on that distance learning, this online learning, is no substitute for being in the classroom. What about Thanksgiving? 
Should people feel safe to get together with their family, with their grandparents, with their aunts and uncles? Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Me too. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it with our family. With a big, with extended? I think that's a decision every American family can make based on the circumstances in their community, the, the vulnerability of particular family members. Now, one of the things we apprehended early on is that seniors, particularly those with serious underlying health conditions, are the most at risk uh, for a serious outcome if they contract the coronavirus. And so well, families may make a decision that, that certain elderly family members might take a pass. But, but I think the difference between President Trump and me and, and some of the public voices in this debate over the last year has been we trust the American people. Mike Pence starts off saying with his interview on 60 Minutes that they trust the American people to make the decision. But as the commander-in-chief, we're supposed to trust the president and the vice president. So I want you to listen to this interview with uh, Bob Woodward and tell me, who do you trust to handle the coronavirus? So what was uh, President Xi saying yesterday? Well, we were talking mostly about the, uh, the virus. And I think he's going to have it in good shape. But, you know, it's a very tricky situation. It's, uh, it goes, it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. That's how it's, uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your, even your strenuous flus. You know, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. Who, who would ever think that, right? I know. It's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. And uh, then I say, well, is that the same thing? For this is more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob, but just today and, and yesterday some startling facts came out. It's not just old, old yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. So give me a... A moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind, because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to, oh, my God, the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you, sure, I, want you to I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down Yes, sir. because I don't want to create a panic. But let, let me ask you this. I mean, we share uh, one thing in common. Uh, we're white, uh, privileged, who uh, my father was a lawyer and a judge in Illinois, and we know uh, what your dad did. And uh, uh, do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent? Is it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain particularly black people feel in this country. Do you no, see? You, you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Listen to you. Wow. 
No, I don't feel that at all. Do you think there is systematic or institutional racism in this country? Well, I think there is everywhere. I think probably less here than most places or less here than many places. Okay, but is it here in a way that it has an impact on people's lives? I think it is, and it's unfortunate, but I think it is. Now, guys, before I end this out, I initially was going to give the statistics of the new cases, but since every five minutes it seemed like the numbers change, I want to close it out with Leslie Stahl herself. One of the things I love about podcasting and doing research is you get to find out stuff you didn't know. This is a episode that she talked about herself having a coronavirus. So she understands what it's like to have it. And it's just a short clip she did, but I want you guys to listen to it. One of the rules of journalism is don't become part of the story. Instead of covering the pandemic, I was one of the more than 1 million Americans who did become part of it. I wasn't alone from this broadcast. One COVID positive 60 Minutes co-worker had almost no symptoms, while others had almost every symptom you can imagine. Each case is different. After two weeks at home in bed, weak, fighting pneumonia, and really scared, I went to the hospital. I found an overworked, nearly overwhelmed staff. Every one of them was kind and sympathetic, gentle and caring from the moment I arrived until the moment days later when I was wheeled out through a gauntlet of cheering medical workers. In the face of so much death, they celebrate their triumphs. This valiant army in scrubs and masks were not just doing a job. They were fulfilling a mission, answering the call. Thanks to them, like so many other patients, I am well now. Tonight, we owe them our gratitude, our admiration, and in some cases, our lives. I'm Leslie Stahl. We'll be back next week. See, that's what I'm talking about. She's not only talking to the president about what she's reading, she's talking to him about what she personally experienced. And I wanted to play that clip because she mentioned some co-workers had no symptoms. And I know Halloween's coming up this weekend. And a lot of people have plans, maybe to have parties and some may even trick or treat. I have a different plan. We're going to do kind of Easter egg hunt, but Halloween style around our house and on the deck and in the yard trying to make fun for my twin granddaughters. They're six years old. All they really care about is the candy. But I just wanted to mention that there was no symptoms. So with Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas coming up, I want you guys just to be a little mindful with your get-togethers. And I know it's hard, but we still got to remember that the virus is growing in spite of being told it is not and it is under control. It is not under control and the cure is not around the corner. And I don't think the vaccine is going to come by next Tuesday, Election Day. So with that being said, I'm going to end this episode and I hope that you guys got some information that either you didn't know or you may have felt was reinforced. But I wanted to play clips of the president's own words. Then that way they can't call it fake news unless they I mean, well, they'll always call it fake news if you ask me. But anyway. I wanted to end the episode with that and remember that you need to vote, vote, vote. We need to get the coronavirus under control. And right now it doesn't look like the current administration is willing to do so. I always make it clear I'm a very independent voter, but I'm not being shy about this election. I want you guys 
to vote, vote down the ticket. We need to get the enablers out right now. We have a lot of enablers. That's in my opinion. So I think that we need to get all the Republican enablers out of office and let's start all over and rebuild. And then we got four more years to plan for the next one. So I want to end my podcast by asking that you follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And I would love for you guys to just uh, follow us on the Podbean or either Google Play, Apple iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, and Alexa Tune. Excuse me. Tune in. We definitely want you to give us a call with any questions or comments at 404 404- Eight five five seven seven two three. You can always send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And I really wanted to do a different Wednesday. I love my wonderful women Wednesday, which will be back next week. But I think we really, really want wellness right now. So I ask you guys to just keep listening and hit us up. And we want to always end the episode with my favorite question. What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.